I vacillate almost hour to hour between this is so exciting, I'm going to kill it, I'm going to launch my own business, this is going to be great. And then I'm like, oh, wait, oh, wait, like, does anybody even care because I'm not attached to this organization anymore? Here we go. Hi, everyone. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. This is Brand Therapy, the podcast where we talk to ordinary people in a lot of different industries about some of the challenges they're facing with their businesses and their brands. In today's episode, we get to meet someone who's really interesting and is at kind of a crossroads of her life. Yes, I think a lot of people will be able to relate. I have to stop saying that. Of course, people can relate to it. It's why they are on the podcast. But no, it's true. No, it is true. We pour ourselves into jobs that we have that essentially make other people's dreams a reality. And it's kind of like, I think a lot of people get to the point in their lives where they're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not doing anything for me. I need to do something for me right now. And Morgan is that person. I think also Morgan's kind of, I don't want to say having an identity crisis, but I think for the first time in a long time, she's looking at herself and kind of thinking like, okay, how do I talk about what I do without the sort of, comfort of my company behind me. It's funny because I could say to Morgan, like, who do you know who's an expert at, you know, this topic? And she'd be able to rattle off 10 names because Morgan's like, she knows everyone. She's connected. She like knows all the important people. Makes me seem like I don't know anyone. Don't you think it's so funny how titles mean so much? Yeah. With self-esteem? I know. Well, and not to me because I don't, I've never really had that corporate experience, but like, it's true. Titles have more weight than they really deserve. I agree. Because I can totally imagine her having a conversation and and feeling like really confident by saying, I'm the blah, 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 blah at this company versus being out on your own. It must feel kind of intimidating. Even summarizing things in one sentence is is immensely useful for Morgan. And I, I think you'll be able to hear in this episode when that light bulb moment goes off, we should get to it. We're All talking right. about it. Let's do it. Let's listen to our conversation with Morgan. Here we go. You were in my top three people that I first thought of when we thought about this project. Wow. I know. And I'm not just saying that because Phil doesn't just say things. I thought of (laughs) you for this because of an email that you sent out to your network, to your friends. I'm assuming it's your friends. I'm assuming I'm one of them. But it was what? End of November. I just like loved this email you sent asking your friends for help. And I'll let's get to that in a second. I want to cuz it was a really well-written email and I think there's a lot of people can learn from that. But tell us about you. Who are you? Who is Morgan? I know who you are. We've met at events. You know a lot of important people, but let's hear it from you directly. How do you kind of summarize your brand, your expertise, your career? I honestly don't know how to answer that question. To be completely honest with you because my my identity has been so tied into my job for the last five years. It was the best job in the world. And as you said, I know a lot of really awesome, cool, smart people, but I don't know how to tell people yet about myself without talking about that job. So it's a really weird space to be in. And I say it's the best job in the world because I was given so much trust and autonomy to build this community of young entrepreneurs. And I did everything from online community management to running events and partnerships and sponsorships and everything in between. We were a startup ourselves, so you wear many hats. And I was very lucky that that the job kind of evolved and I got to create it based on my skill set and expertise. But I am in that weird spot and 
struggling right now to talk about myself without talking about my job. So I don't really know if I have a full answer to that question, if that's okay. Yeah, it's perfectly okay. You've kind of given us the nuts and bolts of the situation, but now I'm going to ask more of like a feely, touchy-feely question. How does it feel Mm -hmm. to be in this position of vulnerability? Like, how does that feel to pour yourself into this job that you've had for so long and then now you're on your own? I'm really excited. I've done a lot of work around being excited about the unknown and not being afraid of it. I'm very lucky walking away from this job. I have a very strong network and community behind me. And that's why I reached out a couple of weeks ago with that email asking for help because I knew everybody that I selectively reached out to would really show up for me because I've been able to help support them in the last five years or so. But it is, if I'm being honest, it is a little scary. And I'm in my head a lot about what value do I have not attached to this brand and to this organization. I vacillate almost hour to hour between this is so exciting. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to launch my own business. This is going to be great. And then I'm like, oh, wait, oh, wait. Like, does anybody even care because I'm not attached to this organization anymore? And then this is like day one, honestly, for me and being quote unquote fun employed. So I'm still really trying to figure things out. But I, I have to say, honestly, I'm, I'm excited. I think on this call, we should try to figure out what that elevator pitch is. Like, who are you? And more importantly, what do others need? That's how whenever Phil describes a brand, you probably heard him say this. A brand is something you love paired with something others need. And I think we need to figure that out for you. You've put so much energy into doing this for others. Hello, this is brand (laughs) therapy. We're going to do it for you today. We're going to work together as a team today to figure out that elevator pitch. And I think through this process, people are going to find this useful for themselves because we're so quick. Think about this, right? It's so so easy for all of us to give someone else advice. Like you don't have to Mm. be a quote unquote brand strategist or brand expert to give someone else advice on their business or on their brand. But why is it so hard to do it for ourselves when usually we know ourselves better than we know anyone else. It's still hard. It's too close to us. This is kind of like the art of figuring out how do we communicate who we already are, who we know we are. How do we put it into words? And like you've already highlighted, how do we convey the value quickly? Because people are busy. And if we can get it down, you know, distill it down to one sentence, it increases the likelihood they pay attention. I think a lot of it comes down to it's your ego, right? And you feel like you don't deserve to shine and you don't deserve to be out there and you don't deserve to be forward facing and telling your story. You kind of, your ego is always kind of saying like, well, who cares? Like, why do you matter? And that's the kind of work that I've been doing the last few months to fight against because I know I have a story to tell and I know I have skills and I have talents that are helpful to people. And it's time for me to build my own brand and do those things under my own brand that I get to control. And it's a big part of why I made the decision to leave my job that I loved because there were things that I probably couldn't talk about publicly or couldn't post on Instagram that were important to me personally. But because my brand was so ingrained with this organization, it wasn't really appropriate. There's things you want to talk about, but when you're responsible for a brand that's not yours, it's not cool to get personal or touchy-feely or share kind of like the thoughts and fears and things that are kind of rattling around in your brain that I think I've seen a lot of people on social right now doing is being quote unquote authentic or being real and sharing kind of the ups and downs of their daily life. And that's what's most interesting and exciting now. It's not the um, pristine, like perfectly polished 
brands anymore. People want to hear, you know, your real, your real shit. And I couldn't really do that so closely attached to this large organization and professional brand. So Morgan, I think we should get personal. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So I've been hearing you say a lot of things about your skill set and what you're good at, but let's sort of shake that off for a second. And let's talk about what you love. What do you love to do? I will touch back to my job for a quick second in that I was very lucky to do what I did because I did truly love it. I'm great at bringing people together and creating an experience where people can have fun and connect and have great conversations. And you don't have to be a really successful entrepreneur for me to, you know, get you into a room and have a good time. You know, I've been doing this since I was in high school and in college and my best friends, when we were in college, we threw like the best parties on campus. And that's what we were known for. And I, that brings joy to me to bring people around a dinner table and have great drinks and delicious food and great conversation and really create a space for connection. So I'm absolutely great at that. And I'm really great at relationships, what I think are, is referred to now you know, as soft skills. And that was always really frustrating for me working for the last nine plus years in the startup and tech space. You know, people were always you know, paying big money for tech roles. And someone like me who could really help build relationships through partnerships, sponsorships, sales, retention, all of that stuff, they're soft skills and they're not, I think they're more valuable than like being able to code or something like that because you can teach someone things like that. Whereas what I have, I believe is it's, it's just something that is a part of my personality. It's a part of my being. And um, I think it's something that is super valuable. Those are the, the first few that come to mind. I'm sure there are some other things that I'm good at, but those are what I know I'm great at. Do you think of yourself as kind of a matchmaker? Can you see potential and, and sort of look at two people separately and think, hmm, I think, I think you guys could do some good business together? Absolutely. I do that every day, all day long. I've never used the word matchmaker. It's more of connector and community builder. I get so much joy out of introducing two people, whether it's, you know, they were within the organization that I work for or outside of or just personal friends of mine and making that introduction and then kind of following up in a couple of weeks to see what has happened. I mean, I've introduced people that have like sold businesses to one another. I've introduced people that like now go on vacations and trips together and they're best friends. I've introduced people that are now roommates. That thrills me to be able to introduce people that can find shared value amongst one another and really help take each other to the next level, whether that's in their business or their personal life. I'm absolutely, I do consider myself a matchmaker or connector for sure. Beautiful. Pause. I want to touch on something beautiful that just happened. You know, through this process of figuring out how to put your brand into words, what we're also doing is listening to what you say conversationally. That's why it's also useful to have Mm -hmm. Lauren here who doesn't know you as well. Mm -hmm. We're listening to what you say in conversation to us. And you said something that I feel should be like the wording on your homepage. You said, I get so much joy introducing two people that you know, fill in the blank that I know will create something amazing together that I know will, Mm. you know, that even could be like animated and that that phrase could change. I get so much joy introducing two people. That's you. You know, you could sit in front of your computer and be like, what should the, you know, the text be on my homepage? But that's it. That's you in a nutshell. And you said it just in conversation as you start to explore how you feel about all this. I thought I thought I love the wording of that is really cool. 
Awesome. That makes me so excited. One thing that I just think we should probably be conscious of or think about is because those soft skills often aren't taken as seriously as, you know, more Mm -hmm. of those tangible skills when they are super valuable. I want to make sure we're staying away from like wishy-washy words. And so Mm -hmm. like this example that Phil just brought up about the joy of introducing two people, that to me tells so much more than using the word connector. Connector paints this image of someone who's a socialite, who's kind of like, you know, jumping around from group to group and not being strategic and not thinking about business opportunities. So really, really be conscious of those examples of what bring you joy and those like sort of concrete instances of where you are making things happen. It humanizes it in a way, doesn't it? Because the word connector reminds me of something you'd put between two cords that you're plugging into the wall. <laughs> you know, it's like too, it's too rigid. It's too, it feels like a piece of technology, not a person. When you said joy, I was like, ooh, that's a human quality. And that is so you. Mm. That is so you. Yeah. So I think I use that word connector because it's been, it's so related to the space I've been in, in the last five years and the, the startup tech entrepreneur space but it does sound rather mechanical, whereas introducing people really just makes me so happy and it's such it's more fluid than that. Yeah, and I, I really want to make sure that everything you're saying and putting online is not even, it goes beyond the introduction. You're not just introducing two people that you think will get along. You're actually thinking ahead about how to enhance each other's businesses, how to make people more money, mm-hmm. how to open them up to new business opportunities. Because I want people to see beyond the initial introduction. That's ultimately what I want to come across on your site and social media. Sure. And I I think there's a lot of work that goes into an introduction before it actually happens too. I think what why I do it so well is because I'm curious about people and I like people a lot. Like I'm genuinely interested. I think like the tagline on my Instagram right now is professional people watcher. And I'm just genuinely curious and I want to know about you. So I have this kind of working Rolodex in my brain at all times of people and who they are and what they do and what they like to do and what their interests are. And then listening to people is a big part of that. So when I meet you, I'm kind of doing all that intake and I want to get into kind of what you're working on. What are your challenges? What's keeping you up at night? And those are the kind of two data points, I guess you could say, um, or those the two pieces of information that I'll use you know, who you are and what do you need help with to be able to connect the dots and introduce you to the right person to get that done, whether it's, you know, selling your business or looking for someone great to go on a trip to Italy with. Stop, because we're going to play a fun little game. Phil, you there? I'm here. Always looking down at your phone. I never know if you're engaged. Usually I'm not. Usually not. Okay, let's play a quick game. Let's try to come up with as many words that rhyme with brand in the next 20 seconds. Go. Bland. Grand. Stand. 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 Strand. (laughs) You failed the first try. (laughs) Well, thankfully, we don't have to rhyme for our day jobs. We actually do brand audit consultations. It's like this episode, but on steroids. And you get a detailed brand audit recap at the very end of it that will help you put everything we discuss into motion. Achieve those goals. PhilPallon.expert slash therapy, where you can get a special promo. For 15% off. Yes. Okay, let's get back to the show. 
Would it be safe to say that you solve problems through meaningful introductions? Yes, that's the truth for sure. Phil, do you like that? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Distill it down to one sentence, baby, and let's make something happen. What are our next steps? Yes. What do you need to do? Are you are you looking for a job? Are you building your own brand that you want to monetize? What's next? And let's figure out what we need to do to make it happen. Yeah. So to pay the bills, I have two plans um, or a plan that has like two parts, I guess. I'm going to be formalizing a bunch of referral partnerships, great service providers that I know. I still want to stay in the space of working with founders and forward-thinking brands. So basically, when I'm having these conversations day to day with this network that I have, you know, that I can connect them to the right people. And then it's kind of, you know, passive recurring income, which is awesome. And then I'm also going to be starting my own consulting practice where I work with very selectively two to three founders or, or brands at a time where I can have a big impact through community, events, partnerships, sales and retention. Okay, I'm going to be honest for a second. I am not a connector like you at all. I actually get very, very mm-hmm. anxious and I'm not the best with like networking and socializing, but I can tell you're really good at it and you under, you've, you've kind of broken it down into a science. So have you ever thought about offering a service where you actually teach people within companies how to like meaningfully network? No, and I love that. And I could do that with my eyes closed. And this is why I'm so grateful for this conversation because I just don't see in myself like the valuable skill set. So this is awesome. I could totally do something like that. It never crossed my mind. Yeah, because it's so everyday for you. It's so Mm -hmm. everyday. It's so natural. It's such a part of you, your personality, the way you see people, the way you treat people that to actually break it down as a service is kind of like, it almost feels too easy. But at the same time, I mean, it's, well, it's what we do. You know, we listen, we sit here and listen yeah. and we figure out, okay, wait, no, no, you can make money doing that. You know, so it's kind of fun. If I'm being honest, like being known and like having a microphone in my hand or hosting an event or whether it's on camera, like I love that shit. Like that's what excites me. And if I'm able to build a brand in addition to, you know, start running these businesses, while I get that off the ground, that would be my dream scenario. I see you like a modern day Dale Carnegie. You're yeah. in the new world and you know that social media adds a whole extra layer of complication to like social interactions that unfortunately for people like myself makes it like very even more challenging to navigate. And I just see, I can see how you would break it down in a non-judgmental way that would be useful for people in businesses. And it would even improve like day-to-day office relations between colleagues if they know how to better communicate by email and by text and, you know, in, in, in-person meetings. So I really, really like this angle for you. It, it excites me a lot. I've been following closely a lot of people that are now in um, like this coaching space, which I don't know if that's the right place for me. I've thought about it for a very long time, but I starting, you know, Monday, I'm unemployed. So I need to think about how I can make income now and, and fast and do that still like in a genuine way. But I think the long term plan and with your, your guys help being a brand or a personality is really my dream scenario. There's something else I want to bring up because we have you on the phone that I think is something you did. I mentioned this at the beginning, I mentioned your email. Hopefully you're okay with mm-hmm. me just like 
mentioning a few things that you did very strategically in this email. But I wanted to just bring sure. this up because I think it's one of your strengths. And I think it's something you need to incorporate into what you do next. But it's that it's that lack of fear to ask for help. The email you sent, and I love that you bolded and underlined this sentence. You said um, about halfway down, you said, and this email came to me and and I, who else did you send this to even before I read this? Who else just, did you hand select a group of people or? I did. I, I hand selected a very small group of people um, that I've gotten to know very well over the last five, six, seven years through my job or people that I've worked with on like a partnership basis or just because I have been traveling so much. I mean, the, um, you know, people all over the place, but just people I felt I could trust because when I sent that email, I still wasn't sure what was going to happen. Was I going to stay? Was I going to leave? So it needed to be a very small group that I trusted and could give me feedback or help me, but kind of discreetly. Yeah. Um, I want to know and, what this email did for you, but let me read it so people have some context. You bolded and sure. underlined, I'm asking you for help in a few ways. One, when you encounter an incredible founder or company that wants to build a strong relationship or strong relationships with other startup founders and business owners, introduce me. Two, if you know of an exciting organization or brand that wants to build audiences and loyal customers through community, in-person experiences and events, introduce me. Three, if you see something in me, a skill set or a quality that I should be harnessing to start my own thing, tell me. For the last five years, I've done nothing but think of others and how to build, build, build and hustle, hustle, hustle for my job. It's time to think about me. I probably need your help most on this one. So I want to know what that email did for you. But wait, I have to just say something. The questionnaire you filled <laughs> out that gives us information on you before we have this conversation as a podcast guest, you didn't know who your audience was. Am I right? Right. If I'm thinking back to this questionnaire, you weren't sure who your audience was. But what's so funny to me is this email you sent to your, your, your network. You outlined calls to action for who your audience is. I think you know who your audience is. And maybe even from this conversation, you do. So question one is, what did this email do for you? And two, who is that audience? Yeah. So I sent that email. It was like, really late on a Saturday night. It might've been like two or 3 a.m. And I was going to save it as a draft to send like first thing Monday morning. And I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to send it. So I went to sleep and I woke up that Sunday morning and almost everyone I emailed responded. And it was amazing. And I'm so glad I sent it because the response was so tremendous in people, <laughs> the, the, formats of most of the emails that I got back were one, congratulations, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Second paragraph, you know, here are X, Y, and Z people I want to introduce you to. And paragraph three was, and here's what I'm working on. Let's talk about how you can help me. So everyone's like introductions and ways of wanting to help me and lift me up were really just like thinly veiled ways that they just wanted to, they actually wanted to figure out how I could help them. So I keep using this word as like, it was very validating the way you guys have seen some qualities in me. The response to the, the email that I got was really validating and gave me the confidence to kind of put the wheels in motion to really make the decision to leave my job because people were approaching me or seeing me outside of the job I had had for the last five years and giving me ideas for ways I could work with them or with other people moving forward. So I was like, oh, damn, like I can do this. Like this might actually be a thing. And also gave me the idea for my consulting practice because I got many replies that were one person in particular emailed me, called me and texted me 
in like the wee hours of the morning and they were like, come work for me. And that was the only response I got like that um, with essentially a full-time job offer. But I don't think I want to go work full-time for anybody. So I was like, wait, maybe I could figure out a way to work with all of these people, you know, in project-based capacities. And that's how the idea for my consulting practice ultimately came about was the response from that email. I think it would be a shame if in this opportunity and embracing the unknown to just go and hand over your soul to someone to make someone else's dream happen. This is your moment. You've already been doing that. Yeah, you said it. I'm done building someone else's dream for sure. That's like the underlying theme in all of this. Absolutely. I love it. It's amazing. Embrace that. And I think think you already know. I think you already know what you need to do. So now it's just a matter of taking action. Right. Another thing I thought of is that there are so many small agencies like us, for example, who offer creative services. And we're so busy in the day to day that we don't have time to think about finding clients. We just we've been fortunate Mm -hmm. that we've never actually had to advertise or promote other than Phil speaking. So you might want to consider looking even on LinkedIn and throughout your your network for those kind of creative directors, graphic designers, developers, even who are looking for client projects, because that would be a really, really easy introduction for you. That's a great idea. I love that. And I think that kind of falls into the the referral stuff too, because like even there's probably people I meet on a day-to-day basis that should be working with with you guys and just being able to kind of like send highly vetted quality leads your way for so long. I That's just what I did every day. And I didn't realize that it could actually be something that I could monetize. Sounds good to me. Sounds great to me. (laughs) So, okay. So we've talked about some good stuff. I think you've got some ideas moving forward. What is going to be your next step? Where are you going to go from here? Yeah. So I'm in the middle of um, putting together my website on Squarespace, but I mean, there's nothing there right now. Um, But I think after this phone call, I will have a much clearer vision of what that, that needs to look like. I had an idea and tell me what you think about this. You know, given that Monday is my first day of of fun employment, I think I'm going to start like blogging and blogging or whatever platform I might choose about that kind of fun employment experience and like what it looks like to actually launch a business kind of day to day, the ups and downs like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting to the next day. Holy shit, this is really scary. I can't do this because I feel like so many people you see out there, all of a sudden it's like they have a brand and they have an audience. You don't really see the, uphill climb or the creative process of what it actually takes to get it done. So I think I might just like document my experience to a much larger audience and and list of people. I think people are so quick to only want to publish on social media what's good about their lives. But we don't even care Mm -hmm. about that. We care about these moments of vulnerability. We appreciate the honesty that, hey, I don't really know what's about to happen because we can all relate to that. So I'm all for this idea. Lauren, what do you think? I love it. I want to make sure that when when you are writing these entries, even if it is a commentary on what you're going through that day or that week or, or that month even, make sure there's always some sort of a lesson in there. That way it takes it it takes it from like a personal, almost journal-like entry to something that's actually useful for another person who's in the same situation, but maybe doesn't have the soft skills that you have. I don't know if you're a, a fan of interior design, but if you haven't already, be sure to go to Emily Henderson's blog. She does such a great job of 
telling stories that have lessons in them. It's funny, it's charming, and it feels like a snapshot in, of her brain, but is also really, really useful. I love stuff like that. If you, I can actually walk away from you know, what you've presented and, and go do it myself, I think that's the best lesson there is. Beautiful. Morgan, how do you feel about all this? I'm really excited. I'm like buzzing. Yay! And like sweating a little. <laughs> Yay! Sweat is good. And buzz is good. You're going to, you know, if we can like just have a conversation that makes you want to actually go and do something, then I think we've done our jobs. And I feel really jazzed about where you're going to go and take this. Thank you, guys. The timing could not be more perfect. You are amazing. Thank you so much for um, hanging out with us and giving us and being honest and giving us so much to to chat about today. And we are all very excited for you. We're like your little cheerleaders over in the corner. Thank you. And thank you for your work and and seeing me and sharing with me. Um, You guys rock. Okay, what do we think about Morgan? For Morgan, this all came down to confidence. You think? Yeah, like she's got it figured out. She even has the pieces in place. I think she just needs to believe in herself. Yeah, because she's put so much energy into other people that she's like, wait, I have to think about me. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. You have to like relearn how to do that. Yeah. I think that a lot of people can also relate to this situation, this conundrum where we all feel like we need a job. We We need to go work for someone else, that sense of security. When in actual fact, the route to happiness is doing what it is you want to do. If you want to go work for someone, great. Lots of people do it and it can be really rewarding. But there's a lot of us that are entrepreneurial at heart. I think Morgan is one of those people. And what's really cool is that Morgan has already identified that like introducing people normally doesn't have a value attached to it, even though we we all know it's valuable, but it's intangible. But it's cool that she's thinking ahead and is already seeing that as a potential issue. 100%. This has given me lots of ideas. I hope it's given you lots of ideas as well. If you've enjoyed this episode with Morgan and hanging out with us, we want to hear from you. Send us a tweet. I'm at Phil Palin. I'm at the Lauren Moore. And you should also use the hashtag, hashtag brand Brand therapy. therapy. Wow. So much fun. Phil, you always forget to say this. Yeah. What? Leave a review in iTunes? Yeah. Leave a review. Five stars, ideally. Well, it can be four is acceptable. Five is better. Don't give them the option of four. Okay. Five only. Only five. Five stars (laughs) or bust. And don't forget to subscribe as well. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We are enjoying this. We will see you back for the next episode. Later. like this episode, wait for the next one. I feel like I'm always starting over and I'm tired of that. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to have teams in New York and the UK. 